You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Thursday edition. We've got Thursday night football coming, Kansas City Chiefs. At the Los Angeles Chargers, Saturday football starting up this week as well, Matt. So we'll start previewing those Week 15 matchups and uh, get into some of the early Sunday games as well. Finish up our previews and picks for the rest of the Week 15 slate on Friday's program. A big firing in the NFL. Urban Fired is 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 what the, <laughs> the new nickname yeah. is. That's what our colleague... Uh, Tony Wiggins, the host of Locked On Jaguars. That was the name of his video he sent out this morning. Urban Fire instead of Urban Mired. Uh, And so uh, we got to get into the Urban Meyer firing in Jacksonville, what that means for the Jags, as well at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. And before we get to all of that, Matt, do you have an announcement for us today? I, I don't know what it is yet. I can't wait. Yeah, a little bit, and I know a lot of you listeners probably are Pittsburgh folks, and I appreciate that, and that's wonderful, and I'm glad you follow my work. So I'm doing something new this week. I'm filling in for former Steeler Chris Hoke on the post-game show on TV. So as soon as the Steeler game ends, we go and we do an hour on TV, and I'm nervous about it. That's why I'm telling you guys. I'm not nervous about being on TV or talking about football. I'm nervous because since I left the Browns, which was like 18 years ago, this is, uh, I was a, I was with the Browns in Big Ben's rookie year. You know how old he looked. So <laughs> to give you some idea, every Sunday since then, basically, I've had my routine at home where I know exactly where everything's at. I know when to take bathroom breaks. I don't have to wear a suit and tie. I'm in my lazy boy. The cats are on me. You know, the Larry the Bird's chirping. <laughs> And I got to break my routine. So that's what I'm nervous about. I'm not nervous about doing an air live on TV. I'm nervous about talking to you guys Monday when I don't feel like I'm going to be on top of all the games. So I'm I'm giving myself an out now. And please watch me on KDK too. All right. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Get that mug on TV. And look, we that's coming for, for this radio. show as well is uh, that YouTube channel. It's coming. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're going to see. Peacock and Williamson every day uh, there if you're interested in seeing that on YouTube sometime very soon so all right that's good you, you get I your... just don't think I'm gonna be dialed in for all the other games right I yeah. told them no originally when they asked me I'm like <laughs> it's a great opportunity thanks but I need to watch every game I don't want to do that you know yeah, it's, they it's, just keep begging me and so I did it and blah. it's great to cover your team but then if you're trying to cover the entire league that's really tough to do so uh, that is a right. tough situation for you maybe on the air during the four o'clock games and I'm gonna be driving home like it's not mm-hmm. what I do I like my routine I thought for at first you were gonna say you needed to have a cat on your lap during live t- TV or you're worried about <laughs> peeing your pants because you didn't know when to use a bathroom break or something like that but no, it's just the football watching part yeah, I got food cooking, and I just I just know where I'm, everything's going to be on Sunday. It's game day. <laughs> well, congratulations on that. I like that. I suppose. Thank you. Yeah, grow that uh, Williamson empire into uh, television sure. sets and TV screens across the nation, or at least in the Pittsburgh area. But we got bigger news. Oh, sh- Urban Meyer. He is officially done. And at this yeah. point, it was he had to go, and they couldn't even let this thing play out. And I think there's enough for – Jags owner Shad Khan to just say, you know what, we can fire him for cause, and now we'll let the lawyers take care of what guarantees will or will not get paid now. Because you have to, you have to 
end this charade. Everything. I mean, this is just absurd what's going on with Urban Meyer from start to finish. It's been uh, absolutely just uh, an awful run for him as head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And when your young franchise quarterback comes out and, and starts talking about the distraction and saying, yeah, we've got to ignore, we got to get past this. Ignore, and it's, it's like, okay, yeah, we, we, we cannot ruin this young man. And this is our future urban. You got to go. And the latest story, which is the, the, the kicker, oddly enough, um, <laughs> no pun intended there. Um, Josh Lambeau, Jaguars kicker. The quote is what <laughs> his version of this story is kills me. He's like, uh, it's, Urban Meyer has basically, we talked a little bit about this off the air, Urban Meyer has basically become the the bad guy coach in a movie. Like, you can't even write a script for what this guy has become. He's the, the bad guy coach who's just a real a-hole all the time to uh, on the field, off the field to his own players, but still, you know, wins, at least at the college level he did. And uh, he... This was in August, I think, in the preseason or something like that. And and Lamb, Josh Lambeau, Jaguars kicker, stretching on the field. Urban Meyer comes up to him and says, "Don't miss any kicks, dipshit!" And then kicks him. They're like what? <laughs> this is a grown man. He's lucky he didn't get his ass kicked right there. Right, right. Like all these big football players, just throw him on the ground and pound him. Yeah, know? and and Lambeau basically said, "You know, don't bleep and do that ever again." And Urban Meyer's response was, I'll do whatever the bleep I want. I'm the bleeping head coach. And, um, yeah, you can tell that that's the mindset he has. Like, insane stories we're hearing uh, out of Jacksonville. That um, The one was that um, he was – he, he the, the one like I heard today – movie or something. Yeah, right? he said that his um, – he said that he had a better assistant coaching staff at on his Bowling Green staff. To some well, of these hired those guys. That's the thing. You're in charge. <laughs> you are in charge. You hired these guys. It's crazy. And uh, the official statement from Jags owner Shad Khan is quote After deliberation over many weeks and a thorough analysis of the entirety of Urban's tenure with our team, I am bitterly disappointed to arrive at the conclusion that an immediate change is imperative for everyone. So Urban Meyer is out in Jacksonville. I credit Mr. Khan for doing it. I had some doubt if you would actually go through with it, you know, with the finances and all that and doing it this early. Tremendous. It absolutely needed to be done. I mean, from what I understand, Trevor Lawrence is a real soft-spoken, not going to come out in the media, you know, and if he's getting, you know, a, a, a say in this thing and, you know, making it public and I've heard people in the know saying, Hey, it's even worse behind the scenes as it looks to the public. You know, then this was toxic from the start. It needs to go. I mean, if, if you look at every step of the way of the Urban Meyer experience, it, it might be a movie in itself. You know, hiring the strength coach, Tim Tebow, handling the Minshew Lawrence thing, going out and signing Carlos Hyde, even, I mean, little things like, Drafting Travis ATN, even though your best player might be a running back, and then saying, but we really wanted Kadarius Tony. You know, like <laughs> every yeah. step of the way, you know, he's like that 80s bully, you know, bad guy, you know, and you're right. And I don't think he's ever going to work in the NFL again. He's probably oh, no. quite happy about that. I mean, it's kind of a good job, though, going forward. I, I think. Yeah, and uh, Daryl Bevel gets to try to write this ship for the last few weeks, and I don't think he's in consideration to be the future head coach or anything like right. that. But uh, it's not a bad job. That's why, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a big reason why Urban Meyer was in the NFL in the first place. Like, that was his hand-chosen right. job. He's like, oh, look at me, Mr. Big Time. I can go hang out in the state of Florida and coach this football team and, and cruise to 20 years of 
titles because we got this, you know, generational quarterback prospect, and uh, he didn't even finish one year. It is it, you laid it out great there with all the just bat like the red flags or like so Tim many. Tebow. Yeah. What are you doing? And um, the yeah the the strength and conditioning coach and. I mean, just, play on the field. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he can get a college job after this. I'm sure a college would hire him, but it's like, yeah, it, it, it's it, have to go back to it was really bad. Here's the list: since 1970 merger, only four coaches haven't finished their first season uh, as head coach in the NFL. Lou Holtz with the Jets in way back in 1976, which I didn't, I, I was not alive, so uh, I don't remember Lou Holtz mm. being coach of the Jets, obviously, but that was before his run at Notre Dame. Correct, and I guess that would be his next job. Yeah. So, I mean, the, and you know what's funny about this list is um, 1978. Pete McCauley, apparently with the San Francisco 49ers, again, not something I remember. Um, but then they hired Bill Walsh, right? Oh, so, okay, yeah. Uh, Bobby Petrino in 2007, again, another college coach. Oh, that, that was a bad one. <laughs> yeah, with off-field stuff, and you know, so right along those lines, Urban Meyer in 2021, those four coaches were the only ones that didn't finish their first season. Not mentioned there, though, from Elias Sports, is Bill Belichick, who didn't even start his first season as head coach of the New York Jets. Oh, right, right, right. He was the head coach, and then he wasn't, and right. Almost like Josh McDaniels with the Colts, in a way. Right. You know? mm-hmm. but, but I think Bill was actually at the press conference with the Jets hat on and then he was the next day or something, something like that. Yeah. And then Parcells, cool. like that was such a weird, that, that's a, a, maybe that's been more that 30 for 30 is really good or <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so Jacksonville Jaguars in a bad place right now, not the worst job. Can they get it right? Is the question going forward. And Shad Khan hasn't proven that he's good at hiring. He's much better at firing people apparently than, than hiring was, them right now. That was going to be my next thing is this looks like a good job. And, I'd be buying stock in Trevor Lawrence right now, but I went to Wikipedia and just did a Jaguars head coach history. I mean, Tom Coughlin was very successful way back when, and I know Shad Khan didn't own the team then. Jack Del Rio had a nice run for about eight years. But since then, Mike Malarkey lasted a year. Gus Bradley lasted three. Doug Marone lasted four, which was longer than I expected, and Urban Meyer didn't last one. You know, so, so 2012... They've had four guys, and you hired Urban to begin with, so some of this falls on ownership. One winning season in, what, the 11 years that Khan has owned the team? So something yeah, definitely yeah. Is, is going wrong there, uh, and that stems from the top. And uh, you get the vibe a little bit. You know, it's a different situation, but how Washington went to Ron Rivera. Like, you've got to – you almost have to overcorrect to find the most respected head coach you can find for your franchise now. Maybe if it's not even the, the best room. head coach candidate. Yeah, just find an adult that's respectable. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah, right. find a stinking adult that can talk to other adults. <laughs> right. And yeah, it really makes you wonder what Urban Meyer gets away with at the college level and and some other coaches when when you know you're you're dealing with kids who uh, who have no other options who you know need that scholarship they can't talk back they can't uh, go to the media they can't you know and you have this all-powerful person running the show over there and that don't fly in the nfl no absolutely not i thought about that too like once he established himself as a up-and-coming college head coach what did he get away with and what were some of his tactics, mm-hmm. you know, that we haven't heard about, or maybe we will, maybe they'll start coming out. I think we will. Like I even heard some them. things like he was super disrespectful to like Joe Burrow at Ohio state. And you know, yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> he called him baby arm. Is that what it was? That's the one story I heard. And we would, would talk about in practice that 
the Sparto kid doesn't even have a good enough arm for high school. And, you know, he's first pick in the draft, you know. Which is why he (laughs) transferred and then won a national championship and was the first pick (laughs) in the draft. Good job, Urban. You really saw that one coming, didn't you? Uh, Is that like his motivational tactic to to Burrow? Like, uh, it's insane. Yeah, it is. All right. Anyway, goodbye, Urban. Jags Texans battle for the doll. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's get to Jags we'll Texans to, we'll next. Knock that one out. Um we we will talk Thursday, Thursday night, Saturday, Saturday night. We got yeah. all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, all right. Well, well, let's talk week 15. Goodbye Urban Meyer. Let's not talk about him ever again on this program. <laughs> right. Enough, enough. <laughs> week 15. Preview and picks coming up. An interesting challenge thrown down by Stat Hero this week, a three quarterback combination. Can you beat the trio of Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, and Jimmy Garoppolo in Week 15. It's head-to-head, one-on-one. You know the matchup you have to beat. Can you pick three quarterbacks to beat Stat Heroes? three quarterbacks? That's just one of the ways you can play this week at StatHero.com. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. Never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better than your standard fantasy football. You don't know who you're playing in traditional fantasy sports. It's long-term a losing a proposition. Stat Hero changed the odds in your favor. Stat Hero puts you in control of your own fate. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on for a 100% match stathero.com slash locked on Thursday night football this is going to be difficult Matt to preview and make picks for these games with everything going on and all the COVID positive tests that are popping up around the league we don't really know in a lot of cases by Sunday who's even going to be playing in some of these games uh, especially this Browns Raiders game but uh, let's start with Thursday night football because I think we do know here and unfortunately for the Chargers they do have two offensive linemen uh, Questenberry and uh, rookie first round pick Rashawn Slater who's been awesome at left tackle for the Chargers that's not great going up against this Kansas City Chiefs team but Kansas City's not going to have Chris Jones um, and, and or Josh Gordon available looks like because of positive COVID tests and in the short week you don't have time to get those guys uh, with with uh, negative tests to get them ready to play so that's what we're looking at for Thursday night football it is the Chiefs at nine and four on the road in the AFC West facing the eight and five Chargers Chiefs favored by three on the road yeah real quick I mean if you're hearing names pop up this time of the week. They have no chance for this week, and if they are, if they're unvaccinated, they're not probably won't play the following week either. Just to know, but if you have, it was one from early in the week, they have a chance to get two negative tests and possibly play. Not for these Thursday games, and probably not for Saturday, but for the Sunday ones, possibly if it was an early report. Um, this Slater injury really worries me. Like I think this is a super fun national game. Mahomes, Herbert, I'm hoping that turns into a tremendous rivalry for the next 10, 12 years or whatever, and I think it will. Um, The Chargers O-line, though, I mean, they invested so much, and it looked really good at times, but the right side's always been a little shaky, and now the left side's really shaky, and the Chiefs front and blitz packages are pretty nasty, but there's no Jones, as you mentioned. 
as you can tell, I'm him hawing a lot about this game. You know, the Chargers home field advantage really is an advantage, mm-hmm. you know, so short week on the road for the Chiefs, but there are probably a lot of Chiefs fans in the stands. I'm taking the points and I'm taking the upset special. I'm taking the Chargers to win this one. And I might really regret this word, these words, but I'm going with the under too. I think both these defenses oh. are going to keep it a little closer than everyone thinks. I got, I'm looking at like 52 and a half. I think this is a little bit lower scoring than people think. Matt, I don't know if your head's in uh, in TV land or something right now, but I think you got this one completely wrong. Give me the over and give me those Kansas City Chiefs here. Uh, I think this is going to be one where the Chiefs go up early. Chargers have to throw. Uh, I don't like losing offensive linemen. Hurts your ability to run uh, and uh, hurts your ability to protect your young quarterback there in Justin Herbert. And I just love the way that the Chiefs are playing right now, offensively and defensively. So give me the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I don't care where this game is being played, even though uh, traditionally it's not. I think if if it was a fully healthy Chargers team, I might like that home dog upset special a little bit more. But right mm-hmm. now, I don't like it, even though it's a Thursday game with a team traveling across the country, which generally is, is a very bad thing and nearly a scheduled loss. Um, I, I wish it was more points. All right, I mean, I wish it was, uh, I, I, you know, I wish I, I, it was it was a better bet for the Kansas City side. But, you know, three points, I think, is not quite enough for me. So I'll give up those three points and I'll go for the Kansas City Chiefs here. And I think there might be um, might be some fun fireworks in this one. But, uh, yeah, traditionally, like, and here's the thing. This is where, this is where betters and you and I really differ on things. I'm sure that someone who just follows lines and bets on lines, and I think the most successful sports bettors don't care who the teams are, don't care who the scouting reports are, they bet on other things. And those things do point to the Chargers here with getting points, being at home on a short week, um, you know, kind of just following how the line moves and where the money goes and things like that. I I think you might be onto something, but I can't get it out of my head that the Chiefs are a better team and uh, that the Chargers are going to be without, you know, multiple offensive linemen in this game. And they're already not great on the offensive line. Slayer was a huge huge part in fixing that uh, there's still some problems on defense for the Chargers under Brad Brandon Staley that I don't know he can fix even with that um, you know that too deep shell that he runs so I don't know we'll see it's gonna be a fun one actually on Thursday night but give me the Chiefs yeah I'm very much looking forward to watching it I'm not very much looking forward to betting on it I don't feel strong about my bet at all there my prediction I feel even less strong about the Saturday game with with this Cleveland Browns team and all those COVID they don't have anybody the over under is 38 and a half by the way <laughs> with this game um it might be some rain or snow there so weather could be involved um Las Vegas right now favored by one point because of all the COVID I mean if your head coach and your quarterback aren't playing I don't know how you can't bet on the Raiders here uh, I'm not confident in the Raiders they've looked bad recently the Browns haven't looked amazing but um, I guess just because of the unknown, I've got to pick the Raiders here. Although, if it turns, and even if they get those negative tests and everybody comes back for the Browns, obviously that's great for them. But they, they've been away from the facility, haven't been able to pra- have a normal oh, practice yeah. week. And that Saturday game instead of Sunday, that's an extra 24 hours not being able to get that extra test. So I think it's even more dicey that those uh, COVID positives come back and are able to have those negatives before a Saturday game so give me the Raiders here although I mean this one's just almost impossible to pick right now because there's so much unknown it really is I mean basically I mean we ran over it yesterday I mean the the death chart in Cleveland right how it stands this minute is ridiculous I mean 
they may not have any of their offensive linemen. You know, like <laughs> it's bad enough to be like, well, they don't have a head coach and a quarterback. Well, they may not even have an offensive line. You know, I mean, like I don't know how to. I, for the purpose of this show, I can't take the Browns. I think there's two little things working in their advantage is they don't have to travel. That's good. And the Raiders defense is about the easiest to prepare for in the league. You know I mean? I'm not saying it's horrible. It's not great, but they don't throw much at you. They're still the old school Seattle cover three. So Keenum's seen that plenty, I'm sure. Um, but I just don't know who the Browns have. So I got to take the Raiders here. Subject to change, but I can't see it getting much better for Cleveland. For those who haven't been paying attention, as of Wednesday, 15, 15 Cleveland Browns have tested positive for COVID. And, and that's just guy. players. That's not including their head coach and Kevin Stefanski. And so we're talking, uh, here, here's the entire list. Troy Hill, John Johnson, Baker Mayfield, Malik McDowell, Efede uh, Obendego, uh, Tack McKinley, Austin Hooper, Drew Forbes, Ross Travis, Jarvis Landry, JoJo Natson, Wyatt Teller, Jedrick Wills, Jamie Gillen, the punter, Anthony Walker, David Njoku, although Joku has a chance along with a couple of other. I think he'll might be back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of these other, including Jamie Gillen, might have an opportunity to um, come back in time more so than the rest of them, but that's still at least 12 guys. And a lot of those starters, and it's almost their entire offensive line they could be missing, and, and they're starting quarterback. How do you win a game like that? As you were rattling them off, I was sitting here counting on my fingers. I counted nine key players. I mean, Troy Hill's mm -hmm. a key player. I yeah. mean, like guys that they count on, foundational players for them. And I didn't count the Joku or the punter, you know, or the head coach, you know. So, and oh, by the way, guys like Kareem Hunt have regular injuries that aren't going to play. You know, like it's going to be all Nick Chubb behind a bad O line all day long. And I've seen him ranked as like the number one fantasy back this week. I kind of look at it as the opposite. Like, I might put 10 guys in the box. And the Raiders have a grand total of zero players on the COVID list. Yeah, they had yeah. one, Jalen Richard, who was reinstated from the COVID list just a couple days ago. So uh, that's a very different scenario there. Is that enough for the Raiders to beat the Browns? Uh, as it stands right now, yes. When it gets closer to Saturday, if they get all those players back, then I'll flip that to the Browns at home. Yeah. But I mean, still, uh, even not even a, a, a full week of practice at the facility. I mean, that's just a tough situation. Oh, big time. How about the other Saturday game, which is those pesky Indianapolis Colts hosting the 9-4 and four New England Patriots? A pretty good one. And we had talked about this a little bit before. Uh, I don't remember if it was off the air on yesterday's show, but the Colts right now are favored at home by two and a half points. Is this just too easy in prime time to say, what are we doing here, and, and take the points with those New England Patriots? I, I don't quite get that. I mean... They're home. I have a lot of respect for the Colts. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, this isn't bashing the Colts. Both teams are coming off a bye for whatever that's worth, good or bad, but it's equal for both. And they both want to run the football and sort of limit what their quarterback does, and they play good defense. But the Patriots are just a lot better at it. You know, with all respect to the Colts, who hung with Tampa, and I like the way they're playing. I think they're the best team in their division. I just think New England's a lot better. And if Belichick can throw a lot at Wentz, and Wentz has been good in this regard, but I just think this is a perfect game for him to have two dumb throws. You know, you know, just right. force something he shouldn't against the Pats. 
And that's kind of like all it takes against New England. And if you're going to give me points, I'll take it. Yeah, They're the give, better team. No, give me the points all day here. Uh, and look, this isn't going to be like that game in Buffalo with a uh, storm and wind and where you throw it three times with Mac Jones. Uh, no. It's going to be in a dome. dome. But I don't think that's enough to, to sway me, even with the Colts at home, because uh, I think the Patriots should be favored on a neutral site by you know three or four points. So that means this line is is wrong. Give me those New England Patriots. Give me those points. Just wondering what Vegas knows. Some of these lines sometimes they just show up and like that doesn't add up. What's and, going on here that I don't know? And this is one where I would just take the money line with the with the Patriots too. Just get a little extra. Yeah, good there. point. Good yeah. point. All right, coming up, we'll hit some more of these early games. I don't think we'll get to all the 10 a.m. West Coast starts, 1 p.m. East Coast starts, but we'll get to as many of those early games as possible and finish our picks and previews for Week 15 on tomorrow's show. We've got um, that Jaguars team with an interim head coach and the Texans. This is Draft Implication Bowl here. Uh, We'll get to that game next. We'll talk a little bit about your Steelers, who are hosting the Titans as well, coming up. Looking for gift ideas? I have a perfect one for you, and you can find it at Stance.com. You want high-quality socks, you want unique designs for anybody in your life, and a gift that they'll be happy about. I've been gifted Stance socks, and I love them. They're comfortable to wear. They are unique, not only socks, but shirts, joggers, hoodies, underwear, at Stance.com, Active Apparel, a brand new line there. No-show socks, ankle highs, dress socks, casual, and an insane amount of really unique socks like Star Wars, Major League Baseball, NBA. And these are very, very sharp looking with a focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code locked on at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance. Think you have an edge on the house when it comes to NFL lines? Well, Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before as. Football season continues to march toward the playoffs. You've got college football championships coming, NFL playoffs in January, and of course the Super Bowl coming in February. And not only NFL football, college football, you've got pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. You want to play blackjack, you want to play poker. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers at betonline.ag, which remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. Again, promo code Locked On at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. How are you feeling about your Pittsburgh Steelers right now at 6-6-1 hosting the 9-4 Titans? It's a pretty big game. If the Steelers want to get into this playoff conversation we we went through all of that yesterday on Wednesday about where they're at how many wins it takes uh, it starts here Matt you can't lose a bunch of games if you're the Steelers and you want to try to get to that nine and a half win threshold which the Steelers can get to going three and one the rest of the way Tennessee on the road favored by one point yeah as usual I've done a ton of research on this probably too much for a football game um the Steelers' defense is horrendous right now. I mean, especially against the run. Just Everyone saw it Thursday night, but it's been like that for a month. I don't anticipate it getting better. 
And that plays exactly into the Titans' hands, how they want to play. Of course, Derrick Henry isn't there. But this team, I don't think Tennessee's very good at all right now. Beating that Jags team 20 to nothing last week did nothing for me to show me that Tennessee's a good a good place. I mean, the Jags were an abysmal, terrible football team. They just don't have any playmakers, Tennessee, right now. I've, I think there's a chance that they're the team in the playoffs you don't want to meet when A.J. Brown's back and it sounds like Henry could be ready then. Mm-hmm. But the way they're constructed now is not all that impressive. They give up a lot of yards through the air. Uh, which receivers are eating these guys up. I think Deontay Johnson has a blow-up game. Ben's actually been playing better. And knock on wood, I mean, the Steelers are very healthy right now. They're going to get back Watt and Highsmith and Hayden, and they're going to have all their guys, basically, that aren't on IR. I think they win this one at home. I love this at home for the Steelers. Home dog, give me that point. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're right. The Titans right now, as of week 15, are not a scary team to face. That might be different you know, in the middle of January, but right now, that is not the case, and uh, I think the Steelers have enough firepower. Will we see good Ben or bad Ben? That's how it swings, I think, for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Good Ben at home. Give me those Pittsburgh Steelers. Weather could be a factor, too. You mentioned Cleveland. Uh, There's something coming through this neck of the woods on Sunday. It's 65 degrees here, by the way, right now, which is a, a record in the last like 100 years in Pittsburgh for warmth. Uh, look, looking ahead, I'm seeing cloudy and 36, and if that uh, even worse mm. weather comes through, that could be That's a factor. But I don't know that it really favors either team either, right? Because the Steelers No, not really. It. I mean, they both want to kind of run the ball. Right. I think it's more of a Ben game than a Najee game. Just because Tennessee's run defense is a lot better than their past defense. I, I, we haven't talked enough about how much of a problem Jeffrey Simmons is in the middle of defenses. Uh, he, he dominated That's a the big game problem. last week, and you've got a rookie center there with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, If there's something to point to where the Titans are able just to completely stymie the Steelers' offense, that's probably it. Oh, that's 100% it. And that's why I don't think the Steelers will run the ball well, really at all, to be very honest with you. Um, I'm trying to look with the numbers I had. I, I did some work on what Tannehill and this offense have done with and without Derrick Henry. And the short of it is with Henry, they were averaging 28.4 points per game and 377 yards without them. They're almost 10 points less at 19.4 and like 80 yards per game less at 299. And it shows, you know, even Tannehill, his TD TD to interception ratio without Henry is four touchdowns to six interceptions, you know, like, it's not working out well without you know without their guys, which predictably not. I think it's a good game to unleash Najee Harris, the receiver. It's a little overdue. Yeah. How about the Jets and Dolphins? Speaking of COVID, well, watch me on the post game show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's find out for Matt Williamson on TV on the post game show if the Steelers did that or not. Uh, how about the Miami Dolphins who are now going to be without? It looks like Jalen Waddle who has tested positive for COVID, and uh, this late in the week on a Thursday for that news to come out probably means he won't have time to test negative twice and be ready to play almost certainly uh, this Sunday against the Jets. And this is a big line, and I hate this one because the line's too big, but I don't have any confidence in the Jets with or without Jalen Waddle coming in to Miami and beating the Dolphins because the Dolphins are playing pretty good ball right now. Nine and a half, the six and seven Dolphins are favored over the three and ten Jets in Miami. It's a big number. And Miami coming off a bye, usually, again, that's not necessarily a good thing. Waddle has really become two as Whoopi, and I'm curious how he performs without him. 
they are the running back situation in Miami is very curious, injured, lean. I don't know what word to say there, but I'm not exactly sure who's getting carries against the worst run defense in the league. But I'm going to lay the point, maybe a little bit of heat, home field, weather advantage. But I'm guessing, and it's kind of going on a limb, that the Miami defense or special teams scores in this game. You know, I got to see a Wilson hmm. pick six. Okay, I like that. The, the pick six pick there to, to put Miami over the nine and a half points. Yep, yep. Okay. I think that's where we all say, okay, now I can breathe easy. I would never spend one cent of my money on this line right now. Um, <laughs> but I will go with the Miami. Ah, you know what? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the Jets. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go with the New York Jets here. At some point, at some point, Zach Wilson has to start looking like an NFL quarterback. Um, maybe it's this week. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Probably not the greatest matchup for him against a, a really good defensive mind there uh, to put him in bad situations. But nine and a half is just too many points. Obviously, Dolphins, you're going to go straight up here right now at home. But, uh, sure. you know, a touchdown and a field goal and still win it by a half a point. Let's go, Jets. I'm super impressed with what Miami's done and the whole coaching staff and Tua and everyone deserves credit. But nine and a half to anyone is a lot for the yeah. Dolphins right now. So this one's really easy to pick a winner straight up. The Cardinals are on the road at the Detroit Lions. The question here becomes 13 points. How many points is too many for uh, a team that's got the most wins in the NFL at the Arizona Cardinals against the team that has the least wins in the NFL with the Detroit Lions? And I don't think we've mentioned yet this week, but DeAndre Hopkins is out for at least the regular season, maybe into the playoffs. I mean, I don't know that, that that doesn't matter to me in this game. And I think D hop is kind of taking a slight step backwards and, you know, for fantasy, that's good for Kirk and AJ green and Moore and Ertz and those guys. Um, I'm not sure if Connor's going to play in this game either. <sighs> I think I want the points at home. There's an outside shot. DeAndre Swift plays and Hawkinson hasn't been rolled out either. That might be enough to get garbage time. Get, get this thing close and um, just can't imagine it, this is a weird way of looking at it but sometimes you just don't picture I can't picture Kyler running around in the Silverdome you know like it's just unfamiliar territory to me for <laughs> is, you know, this like, is a weird you know, unfamiliar matchup I would visual I feel like the the Cardinals haven't played in Detroit in like 15 years I don't know what right, the actual, right. um there is some COVID happening in Detroit, though. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, there has been. They're probably going to get a few players back that they were missing last week, but there's some new cases this week and a couple of corners, backup corners, Mark Gilbert, Corey Ballantyne, um, Nickel Roby Coleman is another one uh, this week that went onto the list. They had rookie Efetu Melifonwu go on the list as well, so the defensive back room and that, that cornerback room, so that's a little bit frightening for um, the Detroit Lions if uh, – you know, even without DeAndre Hopkins, go to the air. You got Rondell Moore. You still have a ton of weapons there uh, in uh, in Arizona to um, to attack that secondary for Detroit. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I I don't like going with so many away teams here, but 13 points and the Lions have been so good. I've been all about betting on the Lions to cover. They've been so good covering this year. We talked about it before. They're eight and four after 12 weeks covering a top four team covering against the spread. This week, I think it does fall apart a little bit. So uh, give me Arizona, and I will give away reluctantly those 13 points 
This is what I'm not touching in the real world either. Yes, there, absolutely. There hasn't been many games I'm jumping up and down on to put money on. This I don't game. like a lot of these. I think the Patriots is about the only team I feel comfortable putting some money on right now. Raiders, as as of now, because of what's going on with the Browns, but obviously that could change, so that's a little dicey situation. Um, if you think those players are going to come back, maybe you get that line right now with the dogs at home for the Browns because you uh, are confident those players are going to come back off the COVID list, but that's not a guarantee at all at this point. So we'll see how that goes. On Saturday, last one here today to finish up our conversation about the Jacksonville Jaguars are at home at two and eleven, hosting the two and eleven Texans. Jacksonville favored by four and a half here. Do they get the interim coach bump? Do they get the the weight off their back and, and Urban Meyer leaving, or is this all too much and it goes the other way? And the Texans beat up on Jacksonville at home. Thirty nine and a half is the over under here. Uh, I don't know what to expect from either one of these teams. They're both bad. Personnel is better on the Jaguars side, but so much up in the air that I, I feel like there could be somewhat of a rallying point with interim coach Daryl Bevel running the offense and, and playing a little bit more free without Urban Meyer in town. I think that's absolutely possible, you know, but you know, the, the weight being lifted and we saw it when Gruden left and it's not uncommon for teams to really play with a new energy when the big bad wolf is gone. Oh, I'm looking at plus five, you know, for the Texans and, and where I put my bucks mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to take Houston just to keep it close. I mean, the over under is under 40. These are two bad teams. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson and Thibodeau need to be watching this game to see where their you know future their homes are going to be for the next five years. I'll just take the point. And Mills has played okay lately too. Neither one of these teams has mustered any points recently at all, which right. is why uh, I don't think either team has scored twenty or more points since maybe September. Or something like that. It's like it's pretty bad, both offenses. So I can see why the over under is pretty low here. Uh, And for that reason, you know, a closer game. Who knows what's going on? One of the problems with the interim coach here in this week is that the change happened Thursday. Like Thursday is the first practice without their new head coach. That's a lot of shakeup to happen late in the week. I was going to say that too. So yeah, give me the Texans. Give me those game plans already in. Right, you know. So. One little nugget I was looking at, too. Oh, Trevor Lawrence, in the last one, two, three, four, five, six games, has thrown one touchdown pass. And, like, so, nine interceptions. <laughs> right, right. Actually, it's only five. Oh, okay, five. Yeah. Well, yeah, four Halloween, in one week. Yeah. He's, Halloween was a long time ago. Yeah. He's thrown one touchdown pass. Yikes. Really bad. That is very bad. And, look, it's the same guy coordinating the offense, too. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's not like Although Urban I think wa- Urban was more involved with the much more involved with yes. the offense than the defense. Yes. All right. Get him out of there. Tomorrow, we will preview and make picks for Niners, Falcons, Panthers, Bills, Cowboys, Giants, Washington at Philly, Bengals, Broncos, Seahawks, Rams, Packers, Ravens, tons of games to get to, Saints, Bucks on Sunday Night Football, and Vikings, Bears on Monday Night Football. Um, we'll have to be quick, but there's a lot to get to. 
the NFL never sleeps, Matt. There's always some kind of big news every week. And this today it was the Urban Meyer firing. And uh, he's the first of many coaches, I think, that are going to start to get fired. That might be the breaking of the dam as far as NFL head coaching jobs go. Uh, we'll see how that continues, maybe even Tuesday after that Monday night game. Does Matt Nagy survive into Week 16? Mm. We'll find out. Preview and picks tomorrow. Thanks for making us your first listen every day right here. Peacock and Williamson.